and welcome back all. I'm your host, Soli. And once again, I got a wonderful guest, long time coming, Nisa Dorsch, good Hello. college buddy of mine, who has now become a wonderful businesswoman. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Nisha has done it all, Airbnb, uh, various data analyzing, as well as just finding her roots in what she does best, let alone just going for it and realizing that the sky's the limit. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, do you want to tell a little bit about myself? Uh, we, we met way back in like <laughs> UT. College. I'm trying to think what class we had together. It was a theater and speech and uh, I, I lost track of how many times we just would go over random lines, but yeah, you, uh, you were pursuing a business background. And so it was very enlightening to me is like, okay, hey, just because everyone's in this class doesn't necessarily mean they're looking for arts entertainment type background, you know, it's just better speaking, better word games. It's, it was very enlightening. Yeah, well, when I actually took the theater classes, I took them because I knew that college yeah you're supposed to go there for your degree but you don't really get a chance to have fun a lot of people don't no. get the opportunity to do what they're passionate about they either go to school for something that you know their their family name or their family is in some people go to school for business because their dad's a businessman someone goes to school exactly that well i was blessed to be able to take theater because i was genuinely interested in in that in the so, 2010s, can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I was lucky in that um, standpoint. I'm actually the only one in my my immediate family that is doing anything with business. My mom and dad are not um, into business. They, that's never been their thing. My oh, mom, wow. <laughs> my dad, he was a um, he was in the army. We got the army. He worked for the city. So when I came along that, you know, when they had me, I've always had a dream that I would own a business. Like if you ask me as a kid, like, what do you want to do? I'm like, oh, I want to own a basketball team or, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to own a wing stop. I don't know why I said wing stop, but literally when I was younger, I was like, I want to own a wing stop. And then one time I was like, I want to own a news station. So didn't own any of those things, but I am a proud owner of for Airbnbs currently in the state of Texas. Whoop, whoop. Um, also working on um, just becoming a fashion designer and, you know, just using my creative senses that way as well. So <laughs> that is lovely. And it's very cool that when you can just kind of lead by example in terms of having a atypical desire to do this and that. Instead of just the generic, I want to be a nurse, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a firefighter. Uh, no. <laughs> so I feel like we're we're kind of lucky that way. It's just being able to kind of figure it out as we go along. You know, every day, especially as a business owner, every day is something different. Everything is something new. Nothing right? is that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so where did it all begin? Um, uh, did you have a pretty cool uh, inspirational uh, upbringing and very supportive family? Well, when it comes to fashion, yes, I've always was interested in fashion. Mm -hmm. um, a designer, that's actually the reason why I moved to New York. 
Um, but when it comes to owning my Airbnbs, actually, my inspiration was um, my my current boyfriend. Um, we had just got nice. off the bank and I met him right after about 20, about 2020. And um, he came to my apartment. He's like, hey, your, your place is like very beautiful. Like I see that you, you know, you know how to design, you know how to put things together very nicely inside of a home. Like when I come to visit you, your place is really nice. And um, we're just talking and chatting. And he's just like, would you ever turn this into a business? I'm like, what do you mean a business? He's like, an Airbnb. I'm like, oh, nice. I, I want to. But I just don't know. And he's like, well, you never know until you try. And that's how we kind of got started was just off of, I want an Airbnb. I'm going to do with the steps it takes. So I actually learned how to manage it, manage the Airbnb, how to, you know, book, how to book clients, how to, um, you know, set the right pricing. Mm. Everything business so far has been trial and error. And I've I've been lucky to experience it with my partner. So, no, yeah. that's that's wonderful. Yeah. Altogether, um, how would you describe just you know, you've been blessed to have even a, a six sigma white belt certificate, which is great for process and uh, leadership and problem solving improvement in any kind of work industry, uh, but. Uh, why do you think you're just so good at just cracking various codes that just make you just say, hey, I'm I'm not going to wait around for a answer to come around. I am the answer. Yeah. Well, I think it's that, that curiosity and wanting to solve. Mm. Um, solutionist. Um, <laughs> I always try to find like, yeah, I, I hear your problem. Let, let's find the solution. So I'll always like analyze if someone comes to me with any type of issue. Um, I'm always one of those people like, let's analyze. Let's what would choice A do? What would choice B do? Um, if how do we get here? Like I'm <laughs> a curious minded person, but not only that, just wanting to solve problems, I think has made a big difference um in my career as a data analyst. When I graduated, I got a degree in communications. And then when I got out of school, I'm like, I need a job. Like I need stability. I I need something right. more to be happy with. And at the time I was working in a graduate office in college and I got a um I got an email from one of my, my my manager at the time saying, Hey, you should try for this job at Ernst Young. I know you have no experience but I think this would be a good start for you. And so that's really where I got my start as a data analyst because I had no idea that that was even a real job in real life when I graduated. When I when I heard the word data analyst, I was like, what's that? Never yeah, that. what on earth Never. are you asking me to do? <laughs> yeah, like, what are you looking for? So um, I, I think that was pretty cool. I think that's what helped me kind of get started, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> Very awesome. And uh, how, what would you recommend for anyone just getting up first thing in the morning and realizing, hey, I, I got to conquer my world today and just not get stressed out by stuff I can't control? Uh, what, what do you recommend for just anything from a good night's sleep to just waking up first thing in the morning, just 
ready to pursue whatever you got to do? I think you got to have a will to want to finish a mm. world. Um, there's been times where um, I have had businesses and they weren't profitable. And I'm like, well, as I look back on why weren't they profitable and I didn't have the willingness to get up in the morning to focus on that business. I didn't have the willingness to do the, do the work behind it. I, you know, sometimes if you think about someone who's an influencer, you know, all you see is what you see on camera, but you don't know the work they have to go to go through no. after <laughs> yeah. their appointments, you know, set up um, all those, you know, campaigns that there's work behind it other than being in front of a camera. And so I think that that's something you got to have. You got to have the willingness to get up and complete things. Um, I always say, make sure you have a morning schedule. The first 30 minutes or first hour you wake up, don't turn, don't touch your phone. Like that's the hardest thing. And I struggle with this so much because the first thing I want to do is get on Instagram. <laughs> like that's <Right>. my <laughs> so <laughs> to to, to just... control. <laughs> yes. You know, and then also when it comes to like not being able to control everything, you know, just knowing that you can do that, that's something I still struggle with to this day. Um we all do. It, yeah. It's like saying, hey, you can't control what Susie does, you can't control um, who chooses your your pro um your my Airbnbs on certain weekends or certain days. I cannot control that. I just right. have to go slow and roll with the punches. And I feel like once you kind of get that, knowing that, and do actually doing those things, like really ro rolling with the punches, that's when everything starts to look up. And even if something bad happens. You can you can twist it around and be like, well, look at all the positive things that happened this week. Absolutely. And instead of worrying about, hey, there's a problematic person in the world who seeking attention on the social interwebs, uh, how about I just get on with my day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't even know this person. Why am I letting it eat, eat me up? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like I've had I've had some really interesting comments on social media. Um, I've had, oh, you're a designer, but now you own Airbnb is like pick a business. And I'm just like, well, anyone who's in business knows that you just don't make money from one thing. Yeah. It's amazing how the first sign of even just anything from bullying to trolling to just other inconvenient people inconveniencing themselves upon you is often just insecurity. And it's just so amazing how you see the predictable pattern and it's like, well, I'm sorry you've had an awful lifestyle and you want to unleash your anger upon me, a random person who you don't even know. <laughs> I'm moving on. I point where if someone writes something negative, whether it is private or personally on my page, I'll screenshot it and I'll write a message out loud like to everyone like, hey, you guys, it's <laughs> okay to write this. So um, I just wanted to make sure we all brought attention and awareness to these type of comments in someone's profile. They're not right. like, I, I will call you out on your own that. I'm not going to be mean to you. I'm not going to, you know, say X, you know, bad things back. I'm just going to call call of action, do some call of action to your, to your profile. Like, hey, you guys, go check out this person who just cussed me out because they said that 
you know, my Airbnb wasn't to their standard or something like just, you know, something crazy. Instead like. of rewarding his trolling, basically just put yeah. him on the spot, just show, hey, this yeah, awful man it. is going oh. around on every profile. You might be next looking out yep. for the little guy. <laughs> yep. And I've actually had people who they'll see the comment and they'll go report their page like, hey, I just reported their page <laughs> saying that it was inappropriate. I'm like their whole page. And then like maybe two days later, their whole profile is deleted. Like can't find them anymore. Oh, that's awesome. And so yeah. you basically have stopped any of this from continually escalating. Oh yeah. I don't play, I don't play with bullying. Um, I got bullied when I was in high school for my skin color. Oh, we um, all did. And, but yeah. that that's even worse though. And I feel for you <laughs> on that because it's getting bullied. I don't play with bullying. Oh, and so. it's getting worse. It's so getting worse. Oh, absolutely. Well, the crazy thing is now we have AI. And right? so I was, how can bully, like people who are bullies, how can they use that to their benefit? And there's so many ways they can, because they can take a photo of you and say, okay, now I want a picture of Clanisha um, getting punched Ugh. or something. And now they have all these fake pictures of you get like, because it, it, the AI can create anything. I'm just not saying someone has, I've seen someone do this or anything, but there's so much you can do with this new AI technology to where you can make any picture do anything. Yeah. You know, they could say, hey, I want to see see this person in a, a racist t-shirt. And now yeah. I have myself, you know, with a something, some a racist word or something on, on my shirt. Like they could AI can create a lot of different things, you know? So absolutely. And everyone's wondering, hey, when is these strikes going to happen? It's like, here's the problem. Until you prevent theft or any misuse of the service, it's going to keep being protested against. Yeah. <laughs> no one is safe. Yeah. No, no one. Politicians I, are teasing they could use it. Oh. Yeah. I see like fake photos of Donald Trump being arrested. And I'm like, these these photos never happen in real life. But if if like maybe 13-year-old me was to see that, I would truly believe that these are real photos. Right. You, especially if you don't know any better. At the next debate, you could sit. Someone can make a photo of what looks like one of the candidates punching the other, and you'd be like, "Oh, that actually happened." It's like, that no, but posting it, and now other people are seeing what you repost, and now they're reposting it. Now, now we've all spread just one big lie. Absolutely. Uh, I, I still, every once in a while, we'll see someone reposting a conspiracy video. I'll see the Infowars symbol in the far right corner. I'm like, guys, you're doing a lot of harm. <laughs> yeah. have info wars i don't do they still have they canceled his show yet i'm not sure i don't keep up with uh, i'm the problem with people like him is he has money to burn and time to kill so uh, i think that goes back to your initial point on unless you keep putting people on the spot you know they're they're kind of roaches they keep coming out of the line work and yeah uh, up everyone's lifestyle million more of people like him in the future we can't really control it we just only, you know, pray for positivity. Absolutely. Positivity wins out. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so you, you've had no shortage of networking and going out and about and representing uh, just your image, your intent, and what you strive to do in every business you do. Are there any 
uh, expos or uh, giant annual events that you recommend anyone of any job caliber just seek out and network at? Not in particular right now, but I do always say, you know, your network is your net worth. It, um, when I first started, I, I was designing, I was creating things, but I also want to connect with other designers. Um, so I went to like a, just, I found something on Groupon, which is so crazy. Groupon is still yeah. one of my favorite. <laughs> I found an, a, like an event on Groupon where it was where, where other artists were. So I went to an event where I connected with other artists, seeing how they were decorating, how they were, you know, creating art and stuff, which helped inspire some of my places um, that I'm currently, like I've currently decorated in the past. So I don't have any particular like special things just, and also I just moved to New York. So I really haven't found anything in New York yet. <laughs> You'll get there. <laughs> I trust you. But yeah, nothing, nothing at the top of my head. That's a good question. Now I'm trying to think back, like what, what's something that really, what's a networking event that really changed your trajectory? And I think it's just, I've always been, always networked. So going to a particular networking event um, hasn't changed anything for me. Okay, well, they're very intriguing because, you know, everyone's got a different experience. And so I, I always like to ask that up front. But uh, I do applaud you for uh, starting uh, your own uh, profile on Clubhouse uh, DB, where uh, you promote uh, your uh, small fashion store. Um, and that goes back to your initial point on how uh, just fashion you were just always intrigued by and wanted to be a part of that. And Clubhouse uh, has also been very helpful. I'm glad you oh. brought I do have a profile. I'm not as um, active as I used to be. I used to <laughs> day. Now I get on Clubhouse maybe once a week, maybe twice a week, just to kind of keep up with things. But um, when I joined cool. Clubhouse, and it's funny because when I did join Clubhouse, that's when I had just started with my first Airbnb. Mm. So I was listening to the other people who had Clubhouse meetings and that would be talking about like, oh, how to um, properly um, set the pricing every night. Because every night, um, the pricing changes. That's something I think people don't think about. Um, mm -hmm. We have those prices every single day because the market fluctuates. So sometimes the weekends are a little bit more expensive than the weekdays. And that's just because we're, we basically go by kind of like what a hotel does. A hotel... Right. There Monday through Thursday specials are going to be different from Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I learned that from being in Clubhouse, listening to other people talk about how they change the pricings of their, of their Airbnbs and their places. That's so, so wild that both industries really connected to one of each other. There was a lot of crossover. <laughs> yes, yes. Very much so, because I I, st I started fashion first, technically, like that's what my has always been my passion. And within that, it kind of flipped from instead of just making only clothes, it's okay, well, let's make curtains and pillows, because I like curtains and pillows. I want to, you know, decorate a little bit differently from my home. And then it went from curtain and pillows to, well, let's decorate a whole room. Let's add a couch, let's add a, you know, a table, let's add some chairs. <laughs> And it got bigger, and that's how the Airbnb 
um, kind of got started was like, I like these things. Now let's add these things <laughs> with this. Right. Let's see what happens. Just make a big concussion. So. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. How did you get uh, approached by both uh, Voyage Magazine and D Magazine, both based here in Dallas? Oh, okay. So Voyage Magazine reached out to me because um, her name is Tech Girl Tiffany. Um, Tiffany had reached out to Voyage. They did an interview with her and they said, well, do you know any other um, stylists, designers, um, businesswomen? who would be interested, you know, just who are, who have interesting stories, who would love to hear more. And she, she mentioned my name and they reached out. There you go. <laughs> and, and with D magazine, um, during the pandemic, do you remember we were, there was a shortage of masks? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. So what <laughs> I was for every mask someone purchased, I would take the scrap materials and I would make an additional mask that I can give away for free. Oh, nice. So during the pandemic, my masks were going for, for one mask. It was $20 at the time. I know that's not like a lot now, but <laughs> the price makes sense. It was common. Yeah. yeah it was very common. But not only were they, they weren't just, you know, regular masks. They were black, white, or gray. These, all these masks had different prints on them. So I had ones with donuts. I had ones with dollar signs. I had <laughs> I had, you know, you know, um, Barbie at the time. So I had a whole <laughs> mask and people love them, but they also love that I was donating some to hospitals. So um, that's out to me because they're like, hey, we think you have something special. Like we typed in mask. Yours came up as number three into uh, the Dallas area for mask. And I was just like, wow. And then I started doing the math. I started looking at the, uh, my profit. Like I'll wake up in the morning. I just had a whole bunch of mask orders. I'm like, wait a minute. It's <laughs> going can, down. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I made um, my entire check for an entire month in one day of selling mask. And at the time, at the time I was like, maybe I should quit my job. <laughs> Glad I right. did. <laughs> Glad I did. But um, it was just like it was just it was worth it, and I loved it. I love making those masks. I love helping people. Um, and D Magazine, they I'm so glad they were there to be able to capture in that moment. So right, yeah. And so eye opening though too, like what social media trends will. Uh, just take off and other ones don't really take off or ignite but when you get to be a part of it and like you say look at the numbers trickle down and uh and how you're like kind of the unofficial face of a movement you know Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was that was a really good time (laughs) it was very very happening time very happy time very rewarding yeah and uh, are you still uh doing stuff like that where you're just creating stuff that people can use in their day-to-day lives? Um, not more so day-to-day. Um, my collection um, with Heirloom Couture is more so resort wear. So we make a lot of tropical things, fun, flowy, 
essence, um, mostly vacation wear for women. We do do a little bit of man's stuff, but um, right, my men's collection isn't just taking off as much as my women. Mm. All right. Well, uh, have you ever thought of even opening up uh, a fashion store on the side? No. No, no. be too much. <laughs> no, I just think just with the Fashion Novas and the um, the Forever 21s and the Pretty Little Things, the fast fashion stuff, um, they're, they're great brick and mortars in my, in my opinion. Those places are great brick and mortars. Um, gotcha. But for what I'm doing, how I'm designing, it, w- it wouldn't make sense for me to open up a store somewhere someone can come. Now, I do have stuff online. But um, to open up a store, no. Now, I would like to get my stuff like inside of a Neiman Marcus or, mm. you know, I even aspire to even do like a collection with Target. I love Target. Favorite place in the world. La La Land for me. Um, right. <laughs> something like that, like a, um, a, colla- a collaboration would be more ideal for, for me. Absolutely. No, it's all good. And it is interesting looking at the trends between what sells better online versus what might be do better at renting out a spot in a mini mm-hmm. store. <laughs> pop-up shops are really great. Now that's something I would be interested in is a pop-up shop. And that is something that is not, it's not brick and mortar, but people can actually come and they can interact with you. Making a purchase online, you really don't interact with the designer or anything. But when you do pop-up shops and stuff like that, you actually get to meet, you know, meet people. And mm-hmm. that that's so because I really do feel like a lot of people purchase from my collection because they have love for me. Nice. That makes- have you ever thought of like putting a business card down at at a mom and pop store saying, hey, check out some of these other sponsored online places? <laughs> Yeah, I have. Um, most people, I've had someone who asked me actually to put a couple of pieces inside of there. They have a store um, in, I think it's DeSoto, Texas. Uh-huh. Um, I've Way had, out there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But she actually has, you know, a lot of boutique type clothing in there. And so I'm just like, okay, maybe maybe that is a possibility of something I could do is um, put my stuff inside of like, other people's boutiques and stuff like that okay very nice uh and uh and for anyone just getting into any kind of school whether it's just associates college graduate school you have any recommendations on like just prepping for that kind of big detour that will impact your life Uh, (laughs) everyone's different (laughs) (laughs) um some advice for me would be connect as much as possible while you're in school um connect across the board you don't have to it doesn't have to be like a lateral connection where it's someone who you want to be just like you want to connect with them connect with people who are on the same level as you Mm. um that's important because you guys can bring each other up and y'all can all be at the top together and it's better to be there together than alone. Um, right. So it's good to have that support. So 
networking is very important in college. Um, sometimes I would even say it's even more important than reading those books. <laughs> right. <laughs> I say that very lightly, though. Um, what's something else? Don't be afraid. To, I would say don't be afraid to go off to college. A lot of people, um, I and me included, I started off at a community college because I was scared to go off um, to a university. But when I got there, I was like, oh, I should have did this first because I can, you know, I, I feel like I have the the, the guts, the uspa, you know. To, <laughs> you got to, the oomph. <laughs> yeah, the oomph. I would say that. So uh, connect, uh, connect, networking. Um, don't be afraid. And um, um, what's, what's another something else that I can say I learned while I was in college? Network, networking was my my biggest thing. You were pretty say. fearless. So. Yeah. God, it, it, it's important. It's super, super important to connect with people. Okay, lovely. Anything else you'd like to promote or plug before we take off here? It's been very illustrative. Sit down. <laughs> yes. Um, you can reach out to me on any of my social media cha uh, channels. I'll link it <laughs> for my business, Carl um, Heirloom Couture. Um, it's also on Instagram and yeah, my website, heirloomcouture.com. Splendid. <laughs> Check her out, folks. You want someone to just uh, pick their mind? She's the one. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. If you need anything, let me know. <laughs> and you will dig her fashion. That right. definitely men. <laughs> got very demanding girlfriends check out her fashion site <laughs> yes um also um you can also see some of my um airbnbs if you decided you're ever in dallas texas like i said i have four one in the colony and three in Addison, texas it seems and to be happening a lot i'm seeing a lot of people come down from florida california even just atlanta and just I don't know if they have relatives or they just want a somewhat cheaper place to live, but it's it's happening. <laughs> oh yeah, it's happening. I, it's really funny because as I moved to New York, people are like, "Well, she, you know, a lot of people from New York are moving to Texas. Like, you're doing a total opposite." <laughs> That's just me. I'm an opposite kind of girl, you know. <laughs> right. No need to. There are no social norms anymore. So, no. my judge. <laughs> well, I applaud you and. I I can't be happier for your lucrative outcome, let alone just being in the place where you want to be. So absolute Godspeed to you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll return after these messages. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world 
and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like Robocop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.